Welcome to the SOAR podcast. Thank you for your support. If you want to continue to support this podcast, there are a few things you can do for me. Please like, subscribe, and share. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, I would love it if you would give me a five-star rating. And if you really feel motivated, go ahead and write a review. So welcome to SOAR, the Sisters Overcoming and Rising podcast. I'm Dr. Stephanie, your host, and I'm here to help women overcome limiting beliefs so that they can live their best lives. Sisters, come together now, come together now. It's time to help each other out, help each other out. It's time for transformation, time for healing. You've got the potential, you've got the power now. Welcome to SOAR with Dr. Stephanie Brown. Thank you for tuning in to listen. I really appreciate the supporters and everybody who's listening. For those of you who don't know me, I am a life coach and a physician, and I am here to use my voice to help sisters overcome and rise. I get to do this by discussing relevant topics and struggles that we all have and encounter in our lives with a focus on how we can overcome them by transforming limiting beliefs into living our best lives. So you are in for a real treat on this episode. Our topic is reinvent yourself. It's never too late to create your absolute best self. Have you ever wanted a do-over? Sometimes I wish I could go behind a door, take off my glasses, shake my hair down, do a little twirl, and come out on the other side in a completely different outfit, maybe even with a different body, but most importantly, with more strength, confidence, and power, as Diana Prince 2.0, aka Wonder Woman. I think I could really get into wrapping a lasso around my kids and getting them to tell the absolute truth, and being able to repel the bullets of criticism and sexism with graceful movements of my wrist. But seriously, sometimes we reach a point in our life where we realize that things are not going as well as we thought they would, and we just want to change it up. I may be giving away my age here, but in my generation, we were always told you get a good education, you start your career or find a good job, and then you retire and enjoy your life. Retirement would be so good and so rewarding that it was well worth putting off any pleasure beforehand to obtain that holy grail of unlimited travel, cruises every month, and sunshine every day. Or at least that's how I interpreted it. I don't remember any advice about what if you want to do something different or change careers. That was not part of the equation. What if retirement isn't guaranteed? Or who's to say I will even live long enough to retire? The only way you sort of veered off that path is if you had what was known as the shameful midlife crisis, where you realized you had more life behind you than in front of you. So you better get to living it. And that's when you went out and you did crazy things like buying a Corvette or having an affair. 
And come to think about it, it was really just men who did that. Women didn't even have that outlet. What I love about millennials is they don't wait until midlife. They may change their career, change their city at the drop of a hat. They make the model carpe diem come to life. Sometimes you may even just be enjoying your life the way it is. You don't have anything to complain about. Everything is going along just fine. But life decides to hit you like a ton of bricks with a divorce, a job loss, or loss of a loved one, or a major illness. And then you find yourself in need of a reset, of a way to get your groove back. There are really many, many reasons and many different times that we might want to reinvent ourselves. So why does it seem so hard? I think it's because it's human nature to resist change. Change is never easy but it's often necessary. Sometimes we have to reach a place of severe discomfort before we are ready to take that leap into the unknown. For me, I knew I wanted to be a doctor since I was nine years old. So when I got to the point that I knew I wanted to do something different, it was incredibly difficult to get over the guilt of leaving this long life pursuit behind. On the one hand, I knew I only had one life to live, so I needed to do all the things I wanted to do in this one life. But on the other hand, I was afraid to disappoint those who sacrificed for me to get to this place in my career. And I had to deal with, most importantly, my own fears. What if I can't build a business? What if I fail? What will people think about me? All of the what ifs which is basically another name for limiting beliefs or that inner script. And we have to rewrite the inner script in order to to reinvent ourselves. One of the things that has helped me shift was not focusing on all of the things that I would lose with changing my career or even just putting it on the back burner to be able to do something different, but start to focus on all of the things that I would gain as I walked into my purpose as I walked into that destiny that I know God placed me on this earth to do. There's this quote that I think really sums it up for me. There is no statute of limitations on starting over. Reinvent yourself every day. Be the girl who walks barefoot and listens to blues. Tomorrow, wear a trench coat and speak fierce truths. Be a phoenix. Be ashes. Burn down resurrect. Let go of the idea that you must always be what you have always been. And that quote is by Anonymous. There's so many wonderful, famous quotes that have happened to be by Anonymous. So I'm so excited to introduce my next guest, who's going to lead us into a powerful discussion about reinventing ourselves. Because we can see from this quote, that we should always be in the process of reinventing ourselves. Dr. Diana Lake, or Dr. Di for short, is an emergency medicine physician, a best-selling author, a speaker, a fitness, wellness, and weight loss coach, an autism parent advocate, and founder of Dr. Di Fit Life. Using her clinical experience as an emergency medicine physician, and her knowledge and passion 
as a fitness and wellness coach, Dr. Dye promotes a holistic approach to disease prevention, healthy living, fitness, weight loss, self-care, longevity, and overall wellness. Welcome, Dr. Dye. Thanks for having me, Dr. Stephanie. Good to be here. Yes, I'm so excited that you're here. I remember when you decided to leave the job that we both worked at together. And one of the reasons you told me was that you couldn't control your schedule in order to fit in the needs of your children. And that really resonated with me because I have left many jobs for the very same reason. And so I was curious, when you left that job, did you know what you were going to do next? I did not. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know what I was going to do. And the fear of not knowing what was ahead was there. But knowing that I wanted something different for my life, I wanted something different for my children, I wanted a different experience, uh, really pushed me to keep going, even though, you know, I didn't have everything planned out. Um, Just knowing that the possibility of having a better scenario with, you know, having the relationship with my kids be improved, having more time to spend with them, having more time freedom, um, and actually doing the thing I was really passionate about doing outside of medicine, all of those things really pushed me to do it, even though I didn't have a, you know, I didn't know what I was what really getting into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you had a drive and a mission and you felt a sense of purpose. And so you didn't have the exact steps laid out, but you knew what direction you were going in. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, and the drive actually got stronger once I was in the mix of <laughs> the doing, you know, once I, I yeah. had to create income on my own, which was a scary thing for me because I had always worked for a company or a hospital or, you know, when you come out of medical school, mm-hmm. most of us, that's what we know is you just, you know, yes. you just start your own practice. As, uh, you know, if you're an internist or, you know, uh, you can do private practice for emergency medicine, we really don't have a private practice, right? But yeah. we mostly come out thinking we have to work for a hospital. We don't think, you know, I can work for myself. You know, I can do other things with my medical degree other than working for a hospital. And yes. so, yes. you know, a lot of us don't, we don't get that in medical school. We don't get that the opportunities are so vast. We don't get that. Mm -hmm. So we come out with this one, you know, sort of one track mind that, you know, we're just going to go and work for a hospital. And that was really my my way, you know, my way of thinking for a good number of years, you know, until I decided to make that shift and, and go into independent practice and then launch my fitness company. Yeah, me too. That, that was my way of thinking. It, it was, Weird, because when I came out of medical school, I knew that I didn't want to be one of those doctors who sort of um, set up their shingle and just practiced medicine and saw patients until they retired. Like I would think about that and it would make me shudder because I knew that I wanted to have more <laughs> variety. And, and so yes. I thought that I would get that in academic medicine, which was great and I had fun, but I think that there was still more within me. Uh, But one of the things that I find as I tell people that 
you know, I'm a life coach and I'm starting a business and I'm doing this, is that most people feel that when you're a physician, that you're supposed to practice medicine until you retire or until you die, whichever one comes first. Um, And I've always had issues with that assumption because I see other people who switch careers and they reinvent themselves, but I didn't feel that society awarded me the same freedom to reinvent myself. And for a while, I was hesitant about even kind of stepping out there or sharing with people because I always got the response back. Oh, well, how are you going to integrate that with medicine? So you're going to open a practice and you're going to coach and you're going to see patients. And it was they they were always still trying to kind of keep me in that box of seeing patients. So I'm really they were mutually (laughs) exclusive. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And and you just really dreamed bigger than that. And yeah. Was it tough to give yourself permission or did you run into that as well? Well, I I got to the decision of of starting my company when so many other things were going on in my life. Um so at that time, I I I started a company in 20, the late, late latter part of 2016. So when I left the the job that you and I were at together and went to start the company, I also was thinking about so many other things that I had going on at the time. Number one, you know, my younger son had been diagnosed with autism. And so mm-hmm. part of the reason I took the job to begin with in 2013 was to pay for all of the services I knew he would need, which at the yeah. time in, you know, in 2013 weren't being covered by health insurance. So, you know, um, mm-hmm. Obama's, uh, basically passed a law in 2014, mid 2014, the Habilitative Care Act that then made autism therapies and autism, you know, um, treatment mandatory to be covered by health insurance. But before then, if you didn't have the money and so many parents don't have the money, yeah, your child just suffers, you know, and doesn't it's get It's hard to need. believe. Yeah, It's hard to believe and, that they had to pass a law. Yes. Yeah. So it wasn't covered, you know, and so my son, I had to pay $1,380 every month for his uh, ABA therapy, Mm. the applied behavioral analysis therapy, which is like the gold standard for autism, you know, uh, treatment. And Mm -hmm. I knew taking this job would give me because we had a huge bonus that was sign on bonus, forgivable loan that was given to us. And I knew having that loan would really give me the financial capability to cover his, you know, his monthly therapy, which wasn't part of my budget at the time. Right. It's so when he, you know, when he got the diagnosis, um, the job just landed in my lap at the same time. And I said, you know, I will take this job. Um, you know, it was not emergency, you know, medicine the way I had practiced before, because it was more of an urgent care sort of setting. But um, I took it because I wanted to have that financial, you know, piece of my son's care taken care of. And so I took the job. Sure. But then I realized while I was there, as you know, the months um, and the years went on, that it was really starting to affect my ability to be present for my children because our schedule mm. was just not optimal. You know, we would get our new yeah. schedule for the month, like two weeks before the month began. 
when in emergency medicine, most emergency medicine practices, you get your schedule like two months before, you know, two months right. in advance, you know, so this was something that was a real struggle for me. And so I was kind of looking at what are my options here? I can stay here and not be fully present for my children and not be at these, you know, um, therapy sessions that I want to be at and not be home, you know, um, enough because I'm working extra number of days to make up my hour. Right. Because also they had, they had shortened our shifts too. So yeah, shorter shifts. So you had to do more days, you know, and it was just sort of like a culmination of things just not being ideal for what Mm. I was looking to do at home. And also I was being told that, you know, word got out that I was launching this fitness company and I was told that doing fitness and wellness was a non was against the non-compete clause in my contract. Mm. Um, you know, for some of your listeners who may not know what their non-compete is, basically, you know, when you have an employer who wants to make sure that you're not doing the same type of business in the area, when you leave them, they put this non-compete clause into your contract when you are hired saying that maybe for a number of years, two years or X number of, you know, whatever number Mm -hmm. of miles away from the facility, you can't do business in that area. And those are the parameters that you get hired under to make sure that you are not competing with them for the same clients. And, right. You know, I said, well, I'm going to be helping people lose weight and I'm going to be helping people in, you know, coaching with weight loss and menopause. And, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't even have the menopause piece at that point. I only had the fitness and wellness piece. And I said, I'm not going to have an ER. I'm not going to be running an ER. Right. What I'm doing now is I don't see how this is a competition. But exactly. I was told that <laughs> I was told <laughs> that it fell under the realm of wellness, quote unquote, and that made it, you know, part of the not, it fell under the non-compete. And so then at that point, I really had to decide, do I want to stay here and stay mm. on this trajectory of being unhappy with the way things are going with my schedule and me being able to be present for my children and then also not start this business. Right. Until I, I, you know, fulfill my seven year commitment to this company, which is the time I would have to stay there to not have to pay the, the, the sign on bonus back. And I was just like, I I can't, that, that doesn't work for me. You know, I'm not going to be happy knowing that, the gifts that I have that I can, I can use to serve other people in this fitness and wellness arena. I'm not going to be able to do it because I'm stuck in this job. Yeah. And I love how you said not optimal because sometimes a situation may not be unbearable, but it's surely not optimal. And we have Mm -hmm. the power to be able to move out of a not optimal situation into a more optimal situation. So uh, I I love how you said that. That that was awesome. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because sometimes we have this preconceived notion that it has to be terrible, terrible, terrible before we can make make a move. Because, you know, and it's the same thing. It's it's fears that that lead us to that. Um, Yes. I have 
watched you from afar as you sort of built your business and just kind of admired you and admired how you just were consistent and just continue to grow. And you have a great group of followers. You're an author, a speaker, as I mentioned in your introduction. How did you do it? Like what steps did you take to transition from being a full-time emergency medicine physician to an entrepreneur with a thriving business? Oh, great question. So it, it was incremental changes. So I basically going from being a full-time ER doc and not knowing much about business because, you know, we really mm-hmm. don't learn about business in medical school, right? They don't show you how not to at all a business person. They show you how to treat patients, but they don't show you how to run a business. And so no. when, <laughs> and so when I decided this is what I was going to do and I was so clear that this was my my next move and this was something I was very passionate about and I really wanted to be that that beacon for people and I really wanted to share what I knew I thought you know um okay what do I know and what do I not (laughs) what don't I know you know yes Um, the, the areas that I knew I needed help with I started to get help so one of the things I did was business coaching and um, mm-hmm. I really, it was a trial and error <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> the first couple of coaches, I really left feeling the same as I walked in, you know, um, maybe th- it may have been me just not, you know, being in the right mindset or at that time, but something clicked for me with the third coach, you know, after spending thousands of dollars with the first two, you know, I got to my third coach and I saw the structure he had. I saw how, mm-hmm. you know, he was able to be profitable as a gynecologist. He was a physician too. And I think that's really what really resonated with me was yeah. I saw him running his practice, at, you know, as an OBGYN doc and then also helping other doctors, you know, create their own businesses outside of medicine. And I just saw him thrive and I saw his, you know, him being profitable doing that and having such impeccable structure in his business. And I saw, wow, okay, he can do this. And he's younger than me, you know, and I'm like, even more experience, you know, I definitely can do this, you know, and so seeing someone do it and having the confidence and knowing that I can do it too was definitely a big, you know, transition for me is seeing it done well. And then I realized, okay, now that I have this, I also see other areas where I need to improve. So I basically just started looking for areas that I knew I needed to improve and get help in those areas. So I got another coach who was really good at getting people into the media. So I knew that would be another thing I needed to be good at was being able to get on television and get TV segments, being able to be mentioned in big articles, being able yes. to manage, you know, social media and engage with social media and use social media for lead generation to get new clients. So I knew I needed all those things and I was not a social media person. So I had to learn <laughs> hard to believe to- now. <laughs> oh yes, I know. Now I'm like, oh, 
what are we doing? I'm ready. (laughs) You know, but I really wasn't, it really wasn't, you know, my, my, I had no interest, you know, I, I, I was Mm -hmm. not a Twitter person or Instagram person. I barely went on just to, you know, see what was going on with my friends, but it wasn't something I was, you know, it wasn't a big part of my life. So I realized, look, I need to learn how to use these platforms to increase my reach, to be Mm -hmm. able to get my message out to the people that I want to work with and to be able to identify who those people are and reach them so that I can share with them the things that I know they need from me. And so those were really the steps is just getting proper coaching so that I could really be set up properly, you know, to be able to build from that. So that's the way Absolutely. And I think getting um, proper coaching was the first step for me as well. I think that is a lot of times uh, the first step is kind of getting the coaching and figuring out what you need and what you don't need. And I'm so glad that you didn't give up after the first two and you, you know, the third time was the charm because we really needed you to, uh, to not give up because what you offer to the world is, is so much needed and, and it's such a blessing. Well, thank you. Yes. It's, and I think that's another point to point out to, to your listeners is, you know, when it doesn't work the first time you dust yourself off and you get up and you try again, mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, it, it's not a straight path, you know, there's going to be some curves, you know, and you just, you just got to keep going and keep your eye on that prize, which is what, you know, you're able to bring to the table, you know, keep your eye on the prize and just keep pushing through. Absolutely. And I would say since, you know, um, as the, joy power coach just have some joy along the journey it's it's going to be a journey there are going to be some curves just you know go through your journey and just have some joy along with with everything else that's going on um yeah now since this topic is about reinventing ourselves you when you went along this process of sort of reinventing yourself from being kind of you know one dimensional career wise to being multidimensional with you still have your, you still practice medicine, but you also have this business. You had some challenges that came up and just like you said, it's not going to be a straight course. They're going to be some twists and turns. So can you tell us a little bit about the financial challenges and the other challenges that you faced and how you got through them? Yeah, sure. So one of the challenges was, as I mentioned before, just being able to come up with money to care for my son and his therapies. And, you know, I was I was fortunate enough to have that bonus from our job to take care of that. But also, you know, around that same time, um, I was going through a divorce. And so we wow. had two homes. We had um, one home in Virginia and one home in, in uh, New Jersey. And we wanted to really sort of balance out our assets and just, you know, sell the home uh, that was in New Jersey and really just, you know, split the the difference of whatever that, that would be left there. But then we realized, you know, because we were in a recession that the home, um, you know, we weren't going to be making any money from this because the home was under, you know, basically we were underwater, meaning um, we owed more on the home than um, 
the home was valued at at that time. Yeah. And I think it was 2012, 2013. Um, you know, the, I the remember real estate that market time. was, yes, the real estate market was horrible. And, you know, we have bought the home for 410000 And when we're ready to sell it, it was only worth 290000 which, <laughs> which is wow. a huge That's a huge Yes. Yes. And so we called the mortgage company and said, look, how can we sell this house? We don't live in New Jersey anymore. We're getting a divorce. We need to really just be done with this home. And we were told basically the home needed to be sold as a short sale, meaning you sell it for what it's mm. worth. And then the bank would basically waive whatever the difference was that you owed on the house. But in order to do it, you had to not make a payment on the home for three months. Um, and mm-hmm. you have to be in arrears for you to be qualified to do the short sale. And right. at the time, you know, I had the money to pay the mortgage, but the only way to do the, the sale was to not pay. So I did that and I didn't pay for three months. And it my credit score took a huge hit. And I went mm-hmm. from a credit score of 810 to 590 in those three months of me not paying yeah. the mortgage Ouch. in order to sell the <laughs> Ouch. Yes. Yes. And I was like, oh my God. I, I mean, I had no idea it was going to be that, that steep of a dive. And so basically we went through the divorce, all of that, you know, completed. Um, you know, I have a really good co-parenting relationship with my ex-husband and everything, but that was one of the things of the divorce that I got stuck with was yeah. this drop in my credit score. And so I couldn't buy another house because my credit was crappy. <laughs> and so I've had to build, as I was building my, my fitness business um, and my independent contracting emergency medicine business, I had to continue building my credit, you know, until I got to a point where I was now in the 700s again and was eligible to be able to purchase the home that, you know, I purchased, you know, last September. Thank God. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Congratulations again. Thank you. And I was finally able to purchase another home. I mean, it took like six, what, six, six, seven years, you know, for me to be able to purchase again after, after that happened. And so basically that was one of the hurdles I had to go through, you know, as I was still building, you know, so people don't see all the other things that are going on. You know, they just see your success, you know, and I meant yes. just so people know, yes, you know, as I was building my business and I was getting small successes along the way, there were other things in the background that were going on, you know, that I had to manage through as well, you know, sort of parallel you know, to each other as I was building this business. So I just wanted to mention that just so people know, you know, it's not all peachy <laughs> and, you know, yes. you know, uh, rose color lenses the whole way, you know, there are things that you have to manage as you're going along and you just have to keep your eye again on the prize and what you're looking to create. Absolutely. I'm sure that's going to encourage a lot of people because sometimes we feel like when we go through these things, we sometimes internalize it. And we feel like since our credit score is low, then that's a reflection on who we are. But that's not at all a reflection on who you are. It's just a place that you are right now that you're moving through, that you're passing through. 
And just to hear how you were able to turn that all around is just very motivating and inspiring. One of the one of the things also about being a successful entrepreneur is consistency. Consistency in doing the things to build your business, the branding, the marketing, the sales, etc. But your brand is fitness, so you also have to be very consistent with your workout routine. How do yep. you stay consistent with your workout routine and all of the other things you have to do for your business? That's an excellent question. So a lot of people ask me that, actually. Um, so basically, the consistency with my workout um, goes back to me thinking always about what is the bigger picture? You know, what is it I'm mm-hmm. looking to create? What is it that I want for my life? What is it that I want to feel? Right. So because having a holistic lifestyle, having a, a, you know, energy, eating well, sleeping well, you know, self-care, all Mm -hmm. those things are big on my list. You know, I make my workouts a huge priority. It literally is on my schedule, like a doctor's appointment. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, I put it on my schedule. So in my phone, you know, I have an iPhone in my iPhone calendar. I literally go in and I put the the spots like you know today I play tennis yeah. right I played tennis earlier today it was on my schedule I blocked off forty five minutes before the time that I needed to be there because I knew I would be in traffic and you know so I didn't want to leave that space open on my calendar for someone to maybe book an appointment with me or so very smart I block off yes so I block off. 30 or 45 minutes before the time I need to work out just in case, you know, someone wants to book that time, then it's going to run into my workout time. (laughs) Right. So I I basically, (laughs) all of the things I do for my personal fitness, I put it on my schedule and I give myself, you know, some room before and after on my calendar. So no one can book that time because maybe after my workout, I want to go and take a shower or I want to, you know, get my dinner or, you know, maybe there's something I want to do right after my workout. I don't want that time to be taken up by something else. So I basically would put the 45 minutes or whatever amount of time I'm actually working out on my calendar. Then I'll put like a time of, you know, like a break before and a break after in my schedule. So that entire time gets blocked off. Love that. Love that. Yes. And it's secured. So nothing's breaking that for me. It's like an appointment to myself. It's me saying yes yes to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes. So when it's on your schedule, you know, you have that integrity with yourself. That's the thing too, is for a long time, I will break commitments to myself. And we all do this where we'll we'll keep commitments with everybody. (laughs) We'll keep commitments for our job. We'll keep commitments for the school. We'll keep Mm -hmm. commitments to our kids. We'll keep commitments even to our girlfriends. But Mm -hmm. the commitment to ourselves, we break all the time. Right? You know, because it's kind of that inner message. Oh, it's just for me. I'll, you know, I'll do it another time. No, no, you can't do it another time. Then it just never happens. So you have to, (laughs) you have to be in that mindset of this is a commitment to me. This is my self-care. This is important. This is how I keep my emotional well full. Yes. So, 
you know, you have to have that conversation with yourself that it is that important to you. It is that important to your livelihood. It is that important to your well-being. So you cannot break that appointment with yourself. You know, I, I, I'm so glad that you said that because, you know, I'll notice that when I do write stuff in my calendar, I do keep that commitment. So if I write my workout in there, if I write my meal plan down, I'll keep that commitment. But when I don't write it down, I'm a lot less likely to keep that commitment. So the thing that I will start doing now is also blocking the time off before and blocking the time off after. That was a pearl that you dropped there because I never thought about doing that because sometimes, you know, everything's so squished together that it doesn't really feel like you're taking care of yourself because you're just like rushing. Yes, yes. And the rushing takes the, the fun away. <laughs> exactly. You know, the rushing exactly. takes the fun away because you just feel like it's just a thing on your on your list to do. And then you're moving on to the next thing. Um, and so giving yourself that, that grace period before and after mm -hmm. you can truly enjoy it, you know, Absolutely. And like, you know, if you go say, for example, you know, things get better where we're back in the gym, like we are, you know, we used to be, you could take some time and go to the sauna, right? Right. And after your session, you can, you know, and it can really become something that you enjoy and you look forward to. You know, exactly. it can become that, that time you spend with yourself for yourself. Yes, I'm excited that I, I'm excited about <laughs> having fun and it being fun on my calendar. Um, yeah. So you, you were talking about mindset and I know that, you know, as I know that mindset is very important. That's, that's sort of uh, what we focus on here on this show. So one of the things as you were talking about the mindset that you have to have to be consistent, um, does that same mindset get you to the point where you can feel sexy, strong, confident, and, and youthful again? Yeah. So, so, so basically I call it the fit, <laughs> the fitness mindset. And um, that's actually yeah. the first module that I run people through in my 12 week coaching pro fitness coaching program okay. is getting people to think, about fitness and, you know, just everything that they're doing for their, for their overall wellness, get them to start thinking that those things are actually focus on the benefits of the fitness, you know, because mm. a lot of times people, yeah. when people think about fitness, they think about the workouts, the thing that is grueling, the thing that is difficult, right. the thing that is hard, you know, and if you go at it from that vantage point and from that angle, you're defeating yourself before you even begin because you're already telling your mind, I can't do this because it's too hard. Absolutely. So what I prefer people to, to consider, you know, in this, this, this fitness mindset idea is look at the benefits of what you're going to get from doing the mm. workouts, from, from eating properly, from sleeping well, from being more hydrated, you know, and doing the self-care routine that we, 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 you know, we come up with for you. When you do all of these things, look at it as, wow, I get to do my workout because it actually strengthens my bones. You know, a lot of us are going yeah. into our fifties, sixties, you know, your bones is, they're going to carry you into your old age. You want to Absolutely. exercise and, and, and be able to 
have a strong skeletal structure to carry you through. So look at it as, you know, I'm doing something that, you know, I'm eating the proper foods that are going to fuel my body, you know, and give me energy. You know, you want to think of it as I'm losing this weight that I'm carrying around that's making me chronically fatigued. That's, you know, increasing my uh-huh. risk for chronic disease, increasing my risk for high blood pressure. COVID diabetes. too. Right. So you're looking at it and saying to yourself, this is the means to the end, you know, um, and um, this is what I get to do to nourish my body. This is what I get to do to give me nutrients. This is what I get to do to make me feel sexy. You know, these mm-hmm. 20 pounds, 30 pounds that I've been carrying around that I want to lose. This is the way I'm going to lose it is by doing yes. these movements, you know, is by doing these things that, you know, I've been told to do. You know, so changing your mindset around fitness and looking at it as the tool, as the catalyst, as the the thing that's going to get you to that other side of your goal. Yeah, that's your vehicle. That's your Mercedes that you're driving towards that wonderful destination. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, It's going to get you over the bridge. It's going to get you to the other side of the way of being that you're looking to feel. This is yeah, what that's amazing. And the beautiful Love thing that. about it is you can do it forever. You know, you mm-hmm. can take this way of thinking because everything we do starts with a thought, correct? You know, correct. everything we do. So if we are thinking positively about our health and fitness and we're thinking in a way that is, you know, growth mindset and we're looking at how this can make us better you know, better partners, better, you know, bosses, better people to work with. And it can just give us more confidence in the way we step into any room and we can fit our clothes and feel accomplished. Mm -hmm. You know, when you, when you think of it that way, you're like, look, when do we start? (laughs) No, that's exactly what I was getting ready to say. I was getting ready to say, is it too late for me to do my workout now? As soon as this this discussion is over, I think I need to go work out after hearing all that. No, it's, it's true. Just changing that mindset makes, makes a huge difference. And I love it when you say I get to, because that, that's the shift right there. Realizing that it's a privilege. It's something that you get to do. Um, yeah. And it's for you. It is for you. You're doing something finally for you and not for other people. Which we as women do all too much. We take care of other people and sometimes put ourselves on the back burner. Um, so uh, speaking of taking care of other people, another thing that you've been very open and transparent about is the challenges of raising special needs children. So if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about those challenges and what words of advice you have for other parents who may be struggling with some of those challenges. Sure. So my younger son was diagnosed right before he turned three with, uh, you know, on the autism spectrum. uh, And he also has some tendencies for it, for some ADHD tendencies as well. And my older son, was diagnosed with ADHD when he was 10. So the challenges that really that brings is as a physician, you know, your schedule is pretty rigorous, um, especially Uh for me as a traveling physician. So I do independent contracts in multiple ERs across the East Coast. 
I have a contract in Maine. I have a contract in Florida. I have a contract in Delaware. You know, so I, I have seven licenses. Um, and so I travel quite a bit. Thank God I'm not traveling right now with, you know, this yeah. season. I'm actually working in Maryland and I've been working here, you know, for the last eight months or so consistently. But with the challenge of being a divorced mom um, yeah. and, you know, having to manage their schedules, you know, their therapy sessions, there's a lot that you do as a special needs parent that, you know, parents with, you know, typically developing children really don't have to do, you know, all of these extra sure. sessions of, of therapy and, you know, the individualized education plan and meeting with the teachers most multiple times a year, you know, going to speech, going to occupational therapy, you know, all of these things, it, it adds to your schedule, you know, I mean, above and beyond running a household, you know, right. um, if you're married, you know, maintaining your marriage, <laughs> or if right. you're not married, you know, and you're out dating, You've got to do that as well. And you've, you're, you're running your business as well, you know, and then you've got these kids, you know, that need, mm -hmm. who need you, you know, they need you to be present. So the challenge is really, you know, juggling everything, you know, yes. being present for your children, being present for what you need to do at work, being present for your business, being present for your romantic partner, <laughs> being wow. present for a lot of being parents, present, <laughs> right? Right. For your aging parents, for your siblings, for your friends. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a lot of responsibilities we have and just balancing and integrating all of those things in a way that makes sense where you're not feeling crazy um, is difficult. And so what I started to do was I knew that being there for the children was not, you know, something I could I could choose to not do. That right. was something I needed to be there for. And so I just really started to have a, a schedule, like a master schedule, where I would look at what I wanted to do for myself. I would look at what I wanted to do for the children. I would look at what I needed to do for my job. Literally mm -hmm. in that order. I put myself first because for the longest, <laughs> I Good for first. you. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't first for a long time. So when I'm looking at my overall schedule for the month, I'm looking at what do I need to do for me, for me to feel emotionally well. Mm -hmm. If I need to put some self-care activities in there, I'm a gardener. So, you know, if I'm gardening, if I'm, you know, um, going to be doing something with, uh, you know, maybe getting some kind of a body treatment. I mean, this was, you know, obviously before coronavirus, but, you know, I put mm -hmm. all of my stuff on my schedule and block those off. And I block off the days that I'm working. And I look, you know, and I just really, it was just really becoming a master scheduler and getting everything mm -hmm. on the schedule. And then also delegating. I am a super delegate. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will delegate the hell out of things. <laughs> you know, anything that I know that I don't physically need to be present for, I delegate. So like my meals. I got to a point where yes. like right now I have an organic meal meal service that is delivered to my house every Friday with 10 meals. And I have ordered from them because of you. <laughs> and I love it. Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah, so <laughs> I have a company that I've outsourced my meals to, so I don't have to worry about cooking my meals. 
you know, I still do things right. for the kids in the house, you know, but my meals, I don't have to worry about meal prepping. You know, when I'm, it's time to go to work, I grab one of those meals, I take it with me. And it's just, it's a time freedom that I can eat. Yes. You know, it gives yes. you time. You, you, you buy your time from the kitchen back. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And the money that I'm spending for it is totally worth it because the meals are really high quality meals. You know, it's like what, 14, 15 bucks for a meal. And if I was eating that in a restaurant, I would probably be paying 20, 20, 25 bucks for it. And Absolutely. it gets delivered to my front door. <laughs> I don't even have to leave my and house. It's, and it's healthier. It's healthier yes. than what you would be eating in a restaurant. Yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree. And it's organic, you know. And so for me, knowing that, I'm just like, look, I will outsource my meals. I will outsource anything really that I don't need to do myself. My housekeeper, she's been here mm -hmm. for eight years working with me. She saw my children grow. Her daughter babysat yeah. for my kids. You know, and so I really just, the things that I don't need to do, like housekeeping stuff, domestic stuff, you know, I just outsource those things to allow me to have more time freedom to do the things that I truly want to do, like spend time with my children, you know, spend time with a significant other, you know, drive mm -hmm. to to see my mother, like, you know, and things like yes. that. So that is yes, so it, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, the challenges is what brought this out. You know, having yes. all of these things that I needed to do is what made me creative and made me get to the point where I had to be okay with other people doing things for me. Some of us, we have this superwoman mentality mm -hmm. that we have to do everything ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we have to be the one person who can do it all. And yep. that's not me at all. <laughs> Yeah, that's not that's you know. not me either. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I think for a lot of us, especially African American women, it's like you gotta be the strong black woman and I am so against that title. <laughs> I don't wanna be the strong black woman. I wanna be the woman who I get to enjoy, you know, my days and have things done for me. I don't wanna be Absolutely. the one doing everything. <laughs> and no, so absolutely. Yes. And I got to that because of the challenges of raising special needs children. I had to find a different way. So it became yeah. a blessing almost in, in a way. Yeah. I and, and that makes sense because I think sometimes when we don't have, you know, so maybe a parent who doesn't have special needs children that have all of these additional scheduling things, they still try to do it all. I mean, I talk to yeah. so many people, um, you know, I've, I have friends who have children who are 12 or 13 and they don't wash their own clothes. They don't clean the house because I sh the mother will say I'm too particular. She's not going to do it right. And I'm like, but you're exhausted, you know, yeah. and so they will Let just try learn. to do it all. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Let her learn. You know, no one's going to die because the bathroom is not clean perfectly. You know, we're all going right. to survive. Um, but I can see how everything just being way too much to handle forces you to say, okay, I surrender. I surrender. Yeah. I cannot do all of this. <laughs> I, I need some help. I need to be able to do this a different way. 
And, and, and that part is a blessing because, you know, one of the, one of the other shows that I did was really a, about the strong black woman syndrome and how it is killing us. Literally oh black God. women yes. are dying by yes. trying to do it all and take it all on themselves. And we are here to, to save people and tell them that they don't have to do that. Yes. Um, yes. You don't so, have to be the master of everything. You really don't be in the, nope. the mode of receiving. Yes. And I think that's that feminine energy anyway. It's you really yes. be in that mode of having things done for you and not Absolutely. be like, you know, in, I think so many of us are in that masculine energy. Mm, work. Yes. And so when we come home, we bring it home too. And it's like, oh, we have to, you know, handle it all. No, I don't want to handle it all. <laughs> yes. You know, I want to be, you know, I want to be in the receiving end where things are being done for me and I get to relax. I get to breathe. I get you get to... to be cherished. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And you get to enjoy your life. You know, you get to yes. live a life that you're happy with and you're mm -hmm. not stressed to the point where you can't even enjoy your time off because you're still trying to manage everything. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, we have, I mean, I think we could talk for hours. Literally, I think we could, but <laughs> we have um, just two more questions left. And one of them is, I would just like to hear what you are passionate about right now. Like, what are you really passionate about in your business? Um, yes. And then, <laughs> yes. And I'm sure you love to talk about, we all love to talk about what we're passionate about. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Great question. So I am passionate about, I am launching a workout membership portal, a membership community. It's actually launching on August 3rd. I am really passionate about that because I just know that there's so many people who always ask me about working out together. You know, when they see me doing my mm -hmm. live workouts, they're like, oh, I really wish I lived near you. And we could, you know, we could work out together. Right. And so that's really where this came from was so many people had reached out to me really, you know, sharing how they love my energy and they want to, you know, do workouts with me. And so I yes. created, you know, the Fit Boss Lifestyle Community, which will be launching on August 3rd. And basically it is a membership portal that I'm, um, I've created where we'll be doing weekly workouts in there. It's a paid membership portal. Uh, so people will be subscribing to be members of that community. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, good stuff. We'll also be, yes. And I'll also be doing weekly, uh, live streams in there on different health and wellness topics. Um, you know, and just giving, uh, tips and hacks and things people can do for all of the things that, you know, most people are, are challenged with. I'll be talking about various mm -hmm. fitness topics and wellness topics there weekly. So people can join that. And actually this week, the sales will go on, you know, um, I will put the link out so people can start registering for that. So I'm super excited about it. Um, I just know it's going to help a lot of people yes. who are really looking to connect with me, you know, in that way. Um, and then I have my 12, uh, my 12 week fitness transformation coaching program, which I do one-on-one -on -one coaching 
um, with ladies. I work with women only. And so that's launching. The 12 week coaching program is actually launching on the 27th of July. Uh, so that's oh, gosh. Much in a week. You're busy. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's launching in a week. Um, and I have a, a sale actually going on right now where, um, I am allowing people to enroll, you know, over the next seven days. And, uh, basically the way people can enroll is they can sign up on my Facebook page, uh, to, book an appointment with me because I really want to make sure it is a good fit that whatever mm -hmm. their needs are that they're looking to fill, I can help them get there. Um, and that they are an ideal client that I'm looking to work with as well. So that is a good fit. For That's important. Guys. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm basically mm -hmm. inviting people to sign up, you know, for a discovery session with me. Um, and they can do that on my Facebook page. Um, and the Facebook page is Dr. Die Fit Life. Um, so it's D-R-D-I-F-I-T-L-I-F-E, Dr. Die Fit Life. So if they go on my, my fitness page, they will see on the main page, you know, there will be two tabs where they can book appointments, either to book for fitness or to book for menopause wellness. Um, and so I'll be booking, you know, the next week for people who are looking to get into the, the 12th week uh, fitness transformation, uh, coaching program. And then the third Wonderful. thing that I also offer, um, which I'm very excited about as well is I offer, um, menopause wellness treatments. And, mm. you know, I noticed that a good number of the women that I work with are in either the perimenopausal, you know, age range and experiencing, you know, perimenopausal symptoms, or they actually yes. gone through menopause. And mm -hmm. it's also affecting their, their ability to lose weight. Um, you know, mm -hmm. and they're also, you know, having the night sweats and, uh, you know, the waking up hot flashes, you know, vaginal dryness, um, decrease in their sexual drive and all of these things mm -hmm. they're experiencing a mental fog in their yes. you know, ability to just <laughs> think through the day, you know, they're going through. They think that they're getting dementia. Some of them, they're like, I yeah. can't think yeah. I can, you know, and it's really their hormones are out of whack. And so I do prescriptions for bioidentical hormones in an organic oil base that they rub on their skin is a topical treatment. And so I have a menopause wellness program that I'm enrolling people in as well. And so those are the things that I'm super excited about right now and getting people to join so I can continue to help give them the services and, you know, give them a way to get their life back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can see why you're super excited about that. Th those are some amazing, amazing programs. Um, and I'll yeah. probably be reaching out to you about at least one of them. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I was listening. And as we're just wrapping up, I wanted to ask you, what words of wisdom would you like to leave us with about reinventing ourselves? Great question. Okay. So I've got two things for you guys um, about reinventing yourself. Um, the first one I would say is it is never too late to reinvent yourself. It's never too late to start the process of reinventing yourself. Um, yes. you know what you're brought, you were put on this earth to do. You know what, what that is. You're very clear. Most of us know what would make us happy, what would bring us joy. 
but we're mm-hmm. still, you know, on the fence, you know, and I would say yeah. jump in. I would say jump in both with both feet, go in, you know, look at the mm-hmm. risks of doing it, look at the benefits of doing it, and just think about what your life is going to be like when you are living to your full potential. Yes. What does that look like for you? Visualize that and start today. That's what I would yes. say. It's just really focus on that prize, that goal, and do what you need to do to get yourself lined up to, to live that life that you want because you're deserving of it. You're deserving of it. You're worthy of it. You're worthy of being fit. You're worthy of being sexy and confident in your body. You're worthy of mm-hmm. losing the weight you're carrying around. You're worthy of eating well. You're worthy of being the best version of you that you can be. You're worthy of it. So I want you to believe that like you know your name, that you are mm. worthy and deserving of being the very best version of you that you can be. And it starts with you taking that first step now. So that's my first one. <laughs> that the is second, a word. <laughs> yes, yes. And the second, um, the second thing I would like to leave your listeners with is that you know, we don't give ourselves enough credit for mm-hmm. what we're capable of. You know, we are so powerful in the way that we're able to change, you know, our emotional state, our physical state, our mental state. And we don't give yes. ourselves enough credit for how powerful we are. You know, we, we sometimes stay in this state of playing small. And Mm. I want to say to you that you, again, are deserving of everything that your heart desires. And I want you to believe that and know that you are capable and you're able and you need to get yourself, you know, if it's coaching you need, if it's, you know, hooking up with Dr. Stephanie, (laughs) you know, whatever it is that you need, you know, to get in that right state of mind and state of being to see your full potential, you are deserving of it and give yourself credit. You're able to do this. You can, and you will, and you just need to decide to start now. I love that. Those are some amazing words of wisdom. And I would just like to echo that you are worthy. You are deserving and um, just keep soaring. Just keep soaring. Um, Just go higher and higher until you reach Uh, the level that you want to be at, where you find your joy, where you find your peace. And um, I'm here to help you do it. So um, thank you for listening. And thank you, Dr. Dye, uh, Fit Boss, for, for, for joining. I know. It was amazing. This was an amazing conversation. And did you want to give your uh, social media one more time? Yes, sure. So on all social media and on my my website and my social media is the same. So it's uh Dr. Die Fit Life. So it's D R D I F I T L I F E. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook is my main platform and the website is the same www.drdiefitlife.com. Wonderful. Thanks. Goodbye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of SOAR. If you'd like to reach me for coaching, you can reach me at www.stephaniebrowncoaching.com. 
And if you want to follow SOAR, you can follow Sisters Overcoming and Rising on Instagram or Stephanie Brown Coaching on Facebook. Goodbye for now.